0: You have entered The Thirteen, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And today on the show, we have Naval, a band I've known for fucking years upon years. years. Like, I don't even know when. Okay, you know what? We'll get into this in a little bit. So who would like to take the lead? Because my audience may or may not know who you are. And I'd like everybody to just take a second and kind of uh talk about the band, talk a little bit about yourself, and then we'll move forward with the show.
1: Uh I'm Drew. I'm the the singer and bass player for Naval. Uh hard rock band originated from Charlottesville, Virginia, and we are now in three different states and still making music, oddly enough.
0: Yeah, right on. What states what states is everybody in?
1: So I'm out in Los Angeles, uh Wally is in Frederick, Maryland and Greed's in Charlottesville, Virginia, where we started
0: right on, man. okay um, uh how did, how did the band start? what was the what was the original idea behind it? So it, it, the band started in
1: high school that's why it still carries that silly name um, <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if you watch that uh that YouTube show um but that guy who who reviews all the mixes all the time.
2: Okay, I review- he was reviewing one of our
1: mixes on the songs. I can't I can't remember what it's called, but he was like, kind of a weird band name, gotta work on that, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those things that we 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 named it when we were freaking 16, you know, so and it just kind of stuck and we just kept using it and using it over the years. But the this the three of us once because we went through many members over the years, different incarnations, and once this trio hit, then it just really stuck and this was it. Like this is Naval. These these are my brothers, you know?
0: Hell yeah, man. Okay. Who's next? I'll I'll save
1: Gree here first.
3: (laughs) So I'm Wally Worsley. I'm actually Drew's brother and uh guitar and vocals for Naval and um yeah yeah Drew and I started this in high school with a buddy of ours and it's you know we I think it was a friend of ours that actually came up with the name and he had the the catchphrase. The anatomical void was <laughs> was the first catchphrase we had in like the very first stickers we ever printed. But yeah, like Drew said, it just kind of stuck. And um, you know, it, there were times when we thought about, wow, well, you know, should we, should we have another band name? And we just couldn't think of anything. I mean, you know, it's like we've got this and it
1: works it's oh, I totally... short and weird and easy to remember. You know, like absolutely,
2: yeah, it's great. Yeah. And, and, I mean, the... and easy to misspell at the whiskey. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> did they really?
2: They, they did. Yeah,
0: sense. we're on the market.
1: Yeah, like fuck yeah, we're playing the whiskey, and we look up and it says N A V A L. Like, oh, oh fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. dude, dude. when we not, we played not so many quite shows. The same. We played so many shows. Razor, my band, Razor Thirteen. So Razor, everyone wants to spell it like Razor, but it's we spelled it R A Z R. So it didn't matter where we went or what if we had any publications. If somebody wrote something about us, it was always spelled wrong. Yeah. Right. So I understand. I understand it. Yeah. I can't believe it got spelled wrong.
2: I know. Well, the uh, you know the the real rub was is that you know you know to play yeah. at the whiskey, especially if you're an out of town band and you. have made yourself a trip to L.A. and you get there and you're like, all we want to do is play on that stage, see the upstairs, uh, you know, see your name on the marquee. And you've been handing out flyers, essentially handing out garbage to people on Sunset Strip for three days, you know, trying to get people to buy tickets enough so that you may not have to have paid to play there. (laughs) <laughs> and then all of a sudden, your fucking name is wrong on the marquee, and you're like, "Ah, damn it!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, tell us a little but, bit
0: about yourself, brother.
2: Uh, well, I'm a I'm the drummer in the band. I provide some backup vocals. My name's Gree, Gre Uh and uh, I am the oldest member of the group. I came from a sort of um emergency situation i guess introduction to the guys they had a uh, Drew and Wally were members of another band at the same time uh called Front Butt that was a uh six piece white guy hip hop rock tribute band so we would play like you know run-DMC and Snoop Dogg and like all different of the like 90s rap songs played by a white rock band fronted <laughs> by two vocalists with wireless mics that would and we'd wear ridiculous like tracksuit and fake gold chain outfits and it was dumb as shit and <laughs> fucking awesome yeah, but yeah. so much fun uh, <laughs> but they, their drummer that was playing with them at the time had sliced his hand while cleaning a fire truck, which was his regular job, a fireman, go steward, but uh, <laughs> couldn't play a frat party. They okay. called me on the morning of the gig and said... Dude, you'll be fine. Just get in the van. We'll play you the songs on the way. Because I, like, I wasn't a rap music fan. I didn't know what these guys were really doing at the time. But uh, they tutored me on the way to the gig, and we played a frat party, and it ended up being kind of awesome. And pretty much like the next day or the day after, Drew and Wally called me and was like, broke do you think you want to play in naval too? And, uh, I was like, <laughs> at, at that point I was going through, uh, like early into a divorce. Uh, and I was like, hell yeah, I'll do whatever <laughs> in the hell I can to, you know, play drums and, and be like social. Yeah. And, um, and that was, uh, you know, we got together in the spot and, uh, played through some of their songs and listened to some of the ideas. And it was like, dude, you guys are coming from a place that I am very familiar with. You know, this, this, this is like, you know, growing up, I'm a little older than they are. So three piece bands, I was like, okay, rush. a number one, because I'm uh, uh, in that era. And then obviously King's X, so we are like, we're Boom. doing lush harmonies. Yeah. We're doing like these grooves and not everything is in 4/4 and then there's the um sort of focus on musicality and song structure. Uh so everything tied together and we became very close very fast and started to um, expand on their ideas a little bit into making something that was, you know, our, our first record together. Uh, we all are still super proud of, and I listen back to it frequently. And I'm like, bro, the, it, it took these three people to make this sound, right? And right. that's that's where we are still I trying know. to make that sound. of god. 20 years later
0: yeah Yeah. it's awesome dude i fucking love it man i'm so i'm so thankful you guys came on by the way this is like and it's on you know the middle of the week i know everyone's got things to do and stuff so i really appreciate you guys coming on and it's tuesday ain't
3: got no job i ain't got shit to do (laughs) i got shit
2: to do you gotta get a kid on school
0: (laughs) there's that that. that's something that's that's a job yes it is (laughs) started a little late because i drove i
1: drove an hour to get to a 20 minute swim class to drive an hour back in, in
0: uh Los Angeles traffic. <laughs> so that was a five mile drive? Five miles, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I dude, I know <laughs> LA. And I was I was watching something from SNL the other day. It was fucking hilarious. I don't know if they do it anymore, but it was like it was called the Californians. And oh yeah, the, the
2: family. Yeah, and the yeah. skits are like,
0: Well, how do you I know. get there? And they're like, Oh, well, you're gonna take the five, and you know, they did the whole <laughs> And they tell you exactly reason. how to get <laughs> <Yep>. there. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, and and uh, I mean, hell, I live in Houston, so I, you know, Houston is an hour away from Houston, so it, I, mean, right. I, get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about how uh, we all met originally back in the day. For me, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I remember being at Doug Pennock's house in Katy, Texas, a long time ago. And were you guys having? Did you guys come to Doug's house? or wish we came to doug's house i don't think we so then how down. did so here's my here's my question is why do i think that
2: <laughs> hmm. well if you do it is extremely fortunate because we were on the lips of our heroes
0: oh there it is yeah so
2: we've only known each other
0: from those fucking shows i could yeah. oh, yeah. we, we,
1: we did a lot of them like Back to back to back. So I remember, I remember oh, it like, was oh, a yeah, last... it was
2: a short, a short span of our best times ever, you know. okay, and, uh, and, and that's the thing is like, because it was so like, you know, within such a short frame, when we saw the crew and the guys, it was like, oh, hey, there you are again. It was fresh in the mind, so I, I, man, if it made an impact like that, job done. Well, Doug,
0: Doug always had (laughs) just fucking nothing but bands coming through his house and uh, Poundhound Studios and stuff. So I guess that's why I thought like I had met you guys first there. Right. Um, I guess it was somebody else, but like, all right, well, cool. Now that memory squashed. Now I wonder who that band was. (laughs) <laughs> some,
3: find other, them. some other three-piece doppel- group of some other three-piece <laughs> yeah. group coming or to find
0: so them. you'll good.
2: make their day
0: okay well good so the first okay so then the first time we met probably, uh, it was probably yeah.
1: jacks in springfield virginia you remember jacks
0: is that that small was that that place that had the the tiny stage uh, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty decent uh, not to us yeah
2: Not to us. No, 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 I mean like this this would have
0: been tiny to y'all. There's a there's a place over there on the east coast, and I all of the east coast um mixes together for me, but like there was a place over there, I felt like it was in Virginia or something, but like it was it was must have
2: been Pennsylvania.
0: The stage was like this tall, you know, it was like they were playing like a and like the band (laughs) couldn't hardly fit on it. I had to bring one that's that's one of Doug's cabs with the Razor 13 (laughs) logo on it, but I had to take one of those and uh Put it on there and it had you know it hung halfway off of the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put stuff under Long like a cinder point. block underneath it so it wouldn't, <laughs> right? So, how many shows did you guys do with them?
2: We
4: did,
3: I don't know, it I it it was been like five or six or something because we every time six. they came to Jack's,
2: we would get the opening slot. I thought it was, I I thought it was four with us, four with us, and then uh, one Ready? with um, uh, oh uh, god, what's uh brian Credit's group six, six shot.
1: shot right but it was, yeah, but thought, was it was it was four at jacks and then we did then we did baltimore
2: like, oh shit we did yeah so once, or
1: whatever that what place was yeah yeah and then we did charlottesville we i i pulled it got you guys down in charlottesville
3: that's right we did charlottesville so yeah so, that's like so
1: six or seven
2: opening golly but we uh, did I, yeah before, before doug the time, joined what Before Doug
0: joined Razor 13, uh we had a different lead singer and we opened up for Kings X once in Austin at Anton's. And it was with our original lead singer and uh we didn't do that great. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but uh you know, I just remember being so intimidated because their crowd was sitting there wait- and they weren't they didn't care about us. You know, and we were a fret- we were a fledgling band that got on the gig because we had um <clears throat> You know, I, I don't know. I, we had an in with somebody at Antones, I guess is how that worked. Cause you can never call can, You can't call Doug up and say, Hey, can you get me on the bill? Cause he's going to say, Well, you got to get with the promoter. And that's what he says every right. time. Right. Um,
2: and professional.
0: so, so professional. And so, somehow we got <laughs> on this thing and we got up there and played. And there's <clears throat> oh, man. the whole, everyone's just like, Barrage. What is going on? And, you know, right. we were, we were super new. And so it was a, one of those cut oh hey look at this what is that it says j-rab
2: was- j what's up <laughs> quality Fantastic. dude right there he's
0: he's an awesome guy and he told me to tell you guys what's up anyway when i talked to him earlier this morning i was Hang like on. dude i'm having navel
2: on he was like no fucking way tell those guys i said what's up like, okay.
0: that might be why he's calling because he knows i'm Probably. talking you know. right
2: well, bro, that 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 was the the one guy that when we like hand a CD to seemed the most genuinely excited to get it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it's like a, a, most most of the dudes you're like, oh here, take a CD. And they're like, oh cool, thanks. And it's like you almost see them putting it in the trash. <laughs> you know, yeah. J Rab was like, oh fuck yeah man. Cool. I appreciate that. And I'm like, he probably listened to it that night. You know oh, yeah. that yeah. would the, listen that's we would listen that's to where I felt that about night. that dude.
0: If somebody handed us CDs, we'd go into the back of the tour bus, uh, and, uh, the band included, and like we'd be like, like you know, Doug or Ty or whoever, whatever stack of CDs they got, they're like, all right, and then we would light up some fucking joints or you know dr- get some drinks and start <laughs> popping them in the thing and listen. We'd listen to everybody. I always thought that was. I don't know if other bands do that, but that's my only real experience with uh you know a band it was touring with King's X, of uh, uh, you know a real uh, a real professional band, you right. know. <laughs> And that, and I was like, oh, they must all do that. And so, some years later, when I had my own CD, uh, I went to go see one of my favorite bands, Stabbing Western, actually wearing the shirt right now, and you know, met up with the singer who I've met up with several times, and I was like, hey, I'm in this band. I got Doug Pennick from King's X. He's like, oh yeah, tell Doug to call me. Uh, oh. <laughs> he didn't know who the fuck Doug was. He didn't know who King's X was. He was fucking with me. Yeah. I figured oh, that out later. And then I started, when I started figuring that out, I was like, I bet he just threw my CD in the trash. He's a super super nice guy. It went into a pile. Somebody ended up with it, Dude, it's a terrible
2: feeling. That's how I felt when we were like trying to promote ourselves on sunset, you know, like, ah, we're in a band. We're from Virginia. We're playing. Ah, fucking there it goes on the sidewalk. It was just Uh. like, nobody, (laughs) nobody has time for that, you know? Yeah, and like I, I here's just here's a flyer. Like, They're like,
0: cool, we remember that. <laughs> right?
2: Right, like, I, I don't even want to write my grocery list on the back of this, I'm just gonna put it right there. It's just <laughs> that's awful.
1: In that same run of gigs, when we we're out in LA, um, we were playing this place, Molly Malone's. I don't know if you ever played there with any of your bands, pretty well known place
0: out here. J-Reb's the dude j the person who remembers all of these places apparently yeah. apparently my memory is shit and I thought it was awesome I thought it was on point but apparently it's not because everyone will come oh. back and be like dude you don't remember that be like, Fuck that. but
1: we were doing this gig at Molly Malone's and we we're promoting it and and we showed up to the club early just to uh to check it out and while we're there Jonathan Davis rolls up and, and sure uh, oh man uh, and, and he pulls right <laughs> up to the front where there's no parking. It's a red zone, right? And he's just, like, almost halfway on the sidewalk, parks his car right there and gets out and goes into Molly Malone's to drink a beer. So we're like, oh, no but, Jesus, way. Davis. But, you know, this, you is the, this is like the height he, of their fame, you know? And, but uh,
2: he he pulled up on the, uh, the parking meter that, like, the roots <laughs> had grown in, and when they opened the passenger door, it was like, skirk, on the sidewalk. Do <laughs> you remember that shit? Yeah. It it was like this fucking like smooth as shit emerald green fucking like either Camaro or Mustang. Like I don't PTO know, or like that.
5: Yeah. But it,
2: it was it was tits on a bore. And then he fucking <laughs> opened the passenger door and just like skork right on the fucking mound of concrete by mm-hmm. this parking meter. And neither of them fucking flinched. They just went inside. And we were outside like what the fuck, dude? That's Jonathan Davis. And Drew's like, I'm going in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I go up to him and I'm like, hey man, what's up? We're we're playing a gig here tonight. And I give him the flyer. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he actually actually, you know, asked what the band name was and kind of, you know, we had like back and forth for about five, 10 minutes. And then and then he was pretty much like, okay, get the fuck out of here and let me drink my beer, you know. But he, oh, yeah. he was he was a pretty nice guy.
2: Dude, was I, I was there was, I was nobody uh, else
1: there, like no one. <laughs>
2: Right, right, right. And now now is that the gig we got canceled from because we played too much in LA that night? No, no or that, that was, week. Yeah, that was a different one. We didn't even know there was a rule, you know. I didn't We're know, friendly. I
0: still don't know. I've only played in LA personally <laughs> with a band once. I mean I've been with there with King's X plenty of times, mm-hmm. but my band's only played LA like one, maybe two times. And so we didn't we weren't able to play enough. So I need to hear about this rule.
2: All right. So we're from virginia and yeah. we just wanted to play the whiskey you know yeah. we go to go to la we had some friends out there that got us you know this and this gig and then we found some friends through another mutual friend that we could sleep on their floor as long as we didn't like flush our urine uh and so we go out there and we start playing these shows and then there's one club that figured out that we had played more than like two times in LA proper in the same week and they oh. canceled us saying you can't yeah. play three clubs in LA in a week
4: wow and we
2: we're like what the fuck so we're out there and we're like um you know the only way that we can stay out here is to play shows mm-hmm. and the the girl that um you know we knew from charlottesville offered us a second night at her club. And so we went out there and played with this amazing like rap band, which was a weird bill. Weird yeah. bill, but but they were so fucking cool. And uh it was like you know a, a drummer, bass player, guitar player, and maybe keyboard or whatever. But it was just a rap group and they were awesome dudes of wonderful show. And, uh, you know, we were able to, you know, stay afloat in LA by not sitting around twiddling our thumbs and wasting everything that we'd tried to save to be there.
0: All the money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I mean, we, okay. So uh, just our quick, my quick story, my only story that I remember about LA for my own personal band was we, we shared a tour bus with a band called Six Past Hell and we, and we drove from Texas up and out to LA playing shows the whole way and then playing shows the whole way back. And when we got to LA, they were like, Hey, you guys got to wash your tour bus. I'm like what the fuck is that? What the fuck? We don't have, <laughs> how much is that going to fucking cost? <laughs> like, well, you can't enter out, L- you can't enter LA without having a clean tour bus. So, okay. So then we dropped this money on this and then you're spending money on diesel and you're spent, we made, yeah. there was zero. In fact, we went into debt and thank God for um, our guitar player's father, who's a doctor and fucking, gave us some money because uh we weren't making any and it was our it was 2006 and and again before doug joined the band and dude when we got we played the gig i don't even know if that club's still around but we were God. so we were so happy to yeah. be like you know in la uh mm. right near sunset and playing the gig and we went to go do this show and uh six pass out plays they've got a few people they're like crowds kind of packed and but we're headlining for some fucking reason i don't know why and uh we go out we we step out there's a curtain this guy comes on and announces
2: and he's yeah. like
0: from houston yeah. texas and all the fog starts creeping in and i'm like oh dude this is happening and mm-hmm. in my in my 23 year old brain i'm like okay there's record execs from electra here oh, right you know, right, right. All, all these all these capital records is here all these people are here this is going to be fucking With fantastic. Hot checks in their pocket <laughs> yeah. right just ready to sign us sign some <laughs> yeah. texas metal this is going to be so great from houston texas razor 13 the curtain drops the guitar player goes to hit it And an old boy forgot to change the battery in his pedal, and there was no, (laughs) there was nothing. We we missed the moment. And I looked out there at the five people that were in the audience, and they just started shaking their heads and started walking out the door. (laughs) (laughs) And then we played. Then we played for the bartenders, and it was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because because all these bands outside of
1: LA are always like, we want to play LA, we want to play LA, we want to play Sunset. All the bands in LA or like never play in LA don't play LA go out leave leave don't never play here it's it's funny,
0: it's funny how out. it's oh excuse me it's funny how the scene has changed so much out there like everyone's still out there hustling from what I realize and sort of notice but I think you it's almost like you just have to you have to know more people out there yeah. to to yeah. get things done than maybe it used to be I, I don't know but in Houston you can just call up somewhere and say hey um we want to play a show and they'll find a slot for you and slap you in there with some other local band and you can go play a show but i think it's a, at least in that particular area of la is a it might be a little bit more um niche, well it's
2: got niche, it's it close. It's got it yeah it, it's got its okay. you know yeah, it's reputation right you know and the the thing about it, when we went out there and played, we, we met these guys from another band that, um, at the time, I believe it was, what, 2004, maybe? Uh, and Yellow Card was oh, yeah. just, like, really big at that moment because the Blink-182, the pop-punk thing had, like, really settled in. And it was the SoCal sound and yellow card had a fucking violin and they were like, what the fuck, a violin. (laughs) And, and so they were doing the vans tour and, um, these other guys in a band called Mike's brother, I believe it was, um, had played a couple of shows with us down there. And those dudes were, they were top notch, man. They were great. And they kept saying, Oh man, can't wait for the whiskey. Can't wait for the whiskey because this is going to be the van's after party. It's going to be the van's tour after party. Yellow Card's going to be there. All their people are going to be there. And then we get there and we're like fucking pumped, man. We're like, yeah. And then fucking lights come up and there's like 36 people. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man. like. But you, the cool thing is, and I'm not ashamed. They we, fucking VHS record your performance at the whiskey and they will sell it to you. And I yeah. will buy it. And I will, <laughs> buy it. I, will buy it. I will buy it. One of my friends yes, said, it best. he's
3: like, the whiskey is the Disneyland for bands because you're going to pay all your money to be there and play there. Cause you're going to ride the ride. You're going to yeah. buy the merch.
2: Yep. <laughs> and we did. And, and it's a, it's a proud fucking VHS tube, bro. I got it downstairs still. I got a little fucking thirteen-inch tube TV that's got a VHS player built into it that I can pull out, plug in, and watch my fucking glory days, dude. I cheers love it. to it! All right, yeah, dude. Cheers to it, man. fuck
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that, dude. I I think that's super fucking fantastic. One of the One of my favorite things about the whiskey, uh, I never played it, but King's X did. And one of my favorite things is everything that's ever happened terribly for a tech happened at the whiskey for me. (laughs) Uh, Not not necessarily for me, maybe maybe the guitar tech for Ty at the time, but like everything went down. Everything was going down. It was cool. I was uh, just slightly seasoned enough to understand Doug's rig enough to be able to get everything back up and going but the ty's guitar tech at the time that was his first tour with ty so his gear and all his setup was super new and i don't know anything about ty's gear you know or at least not then (laughs) so i'm like i'm like running over the crowd's getting restless that place is packed people are starting to boo oh oh, man i'm like dude they're booing us talking to the guitar the guitar oh. tech this was after shithead uh was no longer uh he was working with sick puppies i think at the time and okay. and i was like this is means we gotta fucking figure this out like you know so we started unplugging things plugging things oh, back man. in like i was like did you see blue smoke blue smoke is bad like let's go <laughs> you know, like, let's go you know put your that's tongue on we- it Yeah, if that's something we need to do, we need to go to the bus and replace this rack unit or this or whatever. And eventually, whatever, after like 45 minutes after the opener, which I think, I think was Mardo, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, we finally got going and then the crowd shut up and everything was fine. But they did start throwing beer bottles at us right towards the end. I mean, like fucking physical bottles. Damn. Like, we're like... batting them away roadhouse dude it was fucking roadhouse yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you guys uh making new music have you made new music there's did you guys release a new album are you going to release we're in the process working on it we've released three singles so far that's what i'm talking about so we're just you guys sent me some of them can I i
1: i sent you four tunes yeah
0: is there so, is there a chance i could drop like little pieces of them in here or do you just want me to hold on hold on to them for myself no don't drop, drop them,
1: them in. in yeah drop them sure. yeah.
0: i'm gonna I put right here And then we'll edit. We'll edit that in later.
2: Yeah, oh, we, wow! That was a banger, dude. So <laughs>
0: fucking good, dude. Holy fuck!
1: Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> so I, the starting to make new music thing kind of happened during the pandemic. And I think this happened with a lot of bands that hadn't been playing for a long time. You know, they we all had all this extra time on our hands. I started writing a ton of songs. Yeah. And I was like, damn, these are, these are fucking Naval songs, you know? And I started sending the, the stuff to Wally and Greedy and they were, they got on board and it was just, it just went from there and created this whole new, new record that we've got going on.
0: And- so let's talk, let's talk about uh, y'all being all apart from each other and making new music. So were you sending demos obviously over the internet, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like just kind of making stuff. And then yeah. how did that process work? What do you, and I love, I'm a gear whore. If you can't tell from the stuff behind me, but like, yeah. I love talking about gear. It's so. um, What was like? Yeah. What was? What was? We'll start. We'll start. Drew. We'll start with you. So you're writing these songs. You're like these are naval songs. This works. So what were you using to record and uh, send over? What was your your DAW? I'm recording the Pro Tools. Okay. With
1: a a Revolution uh, two by two, and then uh, using um i'm such a king's X head uh you know everything all my bass tracks are recorded direct through doug's pedal
0: uh through the um
1: the, the tech 21 yeah the tech 21 it's freaking amazing though it sounds uh, it's one of the best pedals i've ever played through and i fucking want
0: one you don't? And, ha- you don't have one i don't have one and uh-huh. like i like i was like doug can you give me the bro deal and he was like <laughs> literally the bro deal is the same deal like you're gonna get at the store <laughs> <Right>. like, okay. <laughs> okay so i guess i'll just go to the store but i haven't bought one yet.
1: no yeah it's it's, uh, it's well worth it i mean you can take that pedal into a club and play a gig with it with nothing else and it'll sound freaking amazing that's,
4: the,
2: the, that's what it's, you use the whole time in la
1: yeah actually funny, even... really funny story it, um the the gig we played in uh, charlottesville with king's x it was oh. the, the first time that uh doug finally came in and watched the sound check and he was standing right in front of me oh, like shit. smiling and grooving along and he was like dude i really i, I love your tone what, what are you doing to get that that tone and i was using the uh, sam Amp tech 21 on the king's x setting so uh, yes, was
2: like, yes.
1: It? <laughs> it was kind of funny that you know
2: yeah that's yesterday. familiar to you yeah, yes, yeah. sir. It's the yeah. sound
1: i'm using there sir
0: <laughs> back when you guys were opening up for them that was when doug was still using that fucking massive two rack mounts that yeah. you would bring on stage of full-on just bullshit <laughs> and the only reason i and it's not bullshit because it's what created a sound and like dude the stuff that was going on back behind that rack to a new kid and maybe not maybe not when you guys opened up for him but the 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 few years before when i had just started working for him it was a maze of death you know it was oh, like God. if so- <laughs> something went out you're like okay It was like looking at phone wires, you know, you're like unplugging. Hey, let's plug this in over here. Let's do this. And the
2: reality is it could have been done through a little teeny metal box.
0: Yeah. And and now I've, after going to places like Atlanta and playing Smith's old bar where I had to fucking carry those two rack units up and eight of these cabinets (laughs) up all by myself with no stops because the stairs go up two flights with no stop. Oh God. Yes. Smith's
2: old bar is not the place. No, that is and off the place. <laughs> I would carry.
0: I would carry that shit up there, and then all of a sudden, you know, now I'm like watching his new tech, and he's all like placing little tiny small bass amps that he has. You know, right. the little four by fours, <laughs> yeah. and then this like one like little rack ounce. unit and a pedal, and he's done. Screw <laughs> like, you, dude. <laughs> and he's probably getting paid more than I was getting paid. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, oh yeah.
2: Oh, for sure he was. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm really not, happy for not all, only
2: that, but he had unlimited access to the uh coked out fangirls. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, who doesn't want, you know.
0: I mean, they're fun. It was a fun time. <laughs> There's oh I got stories and we could go down that and we might do that off air. But um right. I'm I'm married now. I don't want to tell them on there.
2: yeah, um, oh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, that, that's that's true too. So, Otherwise, uh, we'll be listening to this podcast later. <laughs> that's right.
0: So, the, uh, uh,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I said that. E- edit that out. Yeah, it you know, may, <laughs> may or may not.
0: Sometimes, sometimes leaving some of the stuff in is good, but if you want me to, I'll take it out. <laughs> the uh, the I will say this though, like, so. Oh, well, let me rephrase that. Let me jump back in before I get off. Like I said, I'll start going off course. And so you guys might have to auto correct me, (laughs) bring me back. (laughs) So back to the recording process. So when you were done, you were just like what recorded some, some drums, some riffs, some, some what? And then I would would write full, full on
1: songs. I would demo the entire song and play (laughs) everything on it and then just send it to them. And then they would say, you know, how about you move this piece here, move that piece here, try this in the vocals, and then I'd send it back. And then we would uh schedule a uh some studio time for Gree at a real studio, and he'd go in and, and lay down the drums and then send them back, and then we'd retrack everything over his drums.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. So so pretty much pretty much just doing it from the house. I mean, besides uh Gree having to go to the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: That's that- awesome. I feel like a lot of records these days are being made that way. I mean, it's just so much cheaper, you know.
0: I joined a, uh, uh, what I call an internet band. Uh, we, I mean, it's it's casual. It's not, there's nothing, we're, we're not trying to get famous or whatever. We're just dudes trying to write some music together. And being able to do. Amen. Being able to do whatever I want from here, you know, I have, I just have a little scarlet focus, right? Um, okay. i yeah i just love that little thing and it's mm-hmm. it's it gets everything i mean that's what we're using uh, what i'm using to talk to you guys right now and it's just it's super fantastic super awesome you have so many plugins that you can use now to make it sound like you're in a real room but i'm in here you know
2: i bought my daughter the setup oh, yeah. because she's a uh she's first year as a musical theater major in college okay right on and uh, one of her um, uh, assignments in high school in 11th grade, her uh, women's ensemble or whatever the, the class, it was a music class. And uh, they said, make an arrangement of a pop tune, you know, do do a little vocal arrangement and record it or write it and mm-hmm. we'll sing it in class or just write a a song, like, write, write a little version or whatever. And my kid ended up writing an entire pop tune, like intro verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, outro. And I was like, dude, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's great. She, she didn't, she taught herself the chords on the piano and wrote the melody and lyrics and it meant something. So I got with a friend of mine who I was playing in a cover band with who had a little music recording set up. Yeah. And we went out there, <clears throat> recorded her playing the piano and singing, and then we programmed a little drum part to it. And I came home, and for the next week, I figured out how to play bass on it, went back out there, I played bass on it, and we turned it in as a you know father-daughter class assignment. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this this amazing. Like, uh, I, it's almost Sarah Barry Alice, you know, like it's just this sort of very simplified, broke down piano vocal. And okay. uh, I was like, all right, I need you to do this. I bought her, went on Guitar Center, was like, oh, focus right, They're like, got all this shit. And, Ordered it, got it to the house, put it upstairs in the bedroom. I was like, baby, you got everything you need. You got your computer on your desk. You got your piano. You got your fucking the the setup comes with software. You got everything. Right. It's still in the fucking boxes. (laughs) 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 But now it's it's for you to use it. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I maybe. I may just sell the shit, you know. Uh, oh, no, I can't do that. She she'll probably appreciate it now. But uh she for sure uh would rather be on TikTok than on uh the fucking like music writing platform. She is a <laughs> she's a she's a performer. Yeah. Maybe not a writer. You know. All right. Well, but, yeah.
0: Uh, dude, that's all right. You know what? And that TikTok is a little, uh, I, I recently got the podcast on it and, I, you know, go in and post and if you post the right thing, like I, I just post all, like you guys will all be on TikTok at some point here after this, after this interview, um, with one clip, that's going to just be funny. I'll probably only do about 30 seconds of it and it'll be, it'll. Right. I'll hashtag it just right. And then it either Your gets commercial. Late, yeah, it either gets it either get yeah, it's something to bring people to the website uh, or bring right. people to the audio. I have way more people listening than people watching on YouTube and then but when you go to these reels uh on Facebook or Instagram and then on uh, whatever TikTok is, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um those things cuz people have no attention span. Yeah. So <laughs> they just want to watch so I post That's three from every episode i post 3 things i think somebody might want to watch and it either gets you know 200 views or a couple thousand or you know one of them had 5000 the other day and i'm like i'm i'm brand new i'm starting this is like episode 42 or something you know somewhere around there so i'm still trying to figure the whole thing out and the algorithm of fucking youtube makes no sense to me and if you say the word covid it fucking cancels you and i you right. know like there's right. a whole bunch of weird weird stuff that you got to figure out but there's something to this tiktok thing okay i don't don't know if the numbers are inflated like because there's just that many bots watching you or is it that many people actually getting their eyes on you
1: i think there's that many people actually on it now i mean it's changed the music industry completely like a, a record label won't even look at you now unless you have like you know, one hundred thousand followers on TikTok. That's like one of their first questions: How many TikTok followers do you have? Oh my god! It's, like, it's such a different game than that. Well,
2: the, and and life. also TikTok is and and I don't want to get too deep and try to like you know, uh, but TikTok Chinese app, sure. But... but in in China, you are only allowed to be on TikTok for a certain amount of hours. So in America, you're unlimited. You can like just die on that shit. But in China, (laughs) they know. And they're like, no, we're not going to do this to our people. So they put a limit on it. So Mm -hmm. the amount of time that a Chinese person has on that platform is very, very, very much more sacred than the American. So okay. when they're doing their shit, they're yeah. doing it on like their time, not on like just boredom, you right. know? So so when they get on there, it's like the shit that is worthwhile, mm-hmm. they're putting their time and energy into. So when you see something that has that many views, it's because people in China don't have that much time for the dumb shit. Yeah, they're <laughs> you, you know here. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like they're they're just not gonna fucking spend their like I got two hours today. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely not dealing with this dumb shit today. Dude, so. I got
0: when I first opened okay, I opened up TikTok a long time ago when it was called it used to be called music.ly. It was something different in 2017 or 18. So I have two accounts. One's the one I did back in 2017 when it was music.ly and I did a bunch of like King's X singovers and i like was one wow. of those guys like singing to the songs and looking fucking retarded and shit. <laughs> and, uh, then, then, uh, I quit because I, I don't know. It felt weird. I know they didn't have as many regulations on it. And it felt strange that I had like younger kids, like, liking my videos. I didn't like it. I was, even though I wasn't doing anything weird or bad, I was just like, who the fuck is this? You didn't have
2: your dick out or nothing. No, no, no I didn't have my dick out or nothing.
0: I was like, <laughs> who the fuck is this motherfucker? And why is he liking my shit? Does he know who the Deftones are? What the fuck? You know, because I just singing these songs. And so I quit. Then it changed the TikTok. Uh, and then I put, bring the, the 13 podcast on it. And now the, I'm under, now I understand this, a clever title that's short as shit. And Mm -hmm. all the exact right hashtags get, which I didn't understand until very recently myself. Like on all of a sudden, all of these apparently hashtags work, but you have, they have to be the right one with the right title. And then, yeah, and then there's the third element, which is what they're seeing first. So like whatever, you know, like that's why hot chicks are fucking dominating tiktok right now you know it's like this is the best time in the yeah, world to, in the in the, the history of the world yeah. to be a hot chick on tiktok you know you could make billions of dollars doing stuff over there but so like if i like i, I had a guy on talking about phil ensemble from pantera and he talked about a rare demo tape and that one got a i mean i'm, I I'm not going to get famous off of it but, but compared to some of my other tiktoks this one got a lot of attention is still getting a lot of attention and it's because the first thing the guy says out of his mouth is Phil and Samo from Pantera and a lot of other bands. And like that caught whoever Just okay, I'm going to stay here for the 30 seconds you have. And then along with the hashtags, so the hashtags, put it in the right place. And, the, and then the, the <laughs> title was Phil and Samo hands, rare demo to fan. And versus me just saying, I talked to Wally yesterday and we had a great time. You know, like, right, okay. right, like, yeah. it's, it's right. like, Grab you them. have to be very specific with who you're talking to, what the content is about. It's a very, it's, I don't know, dude, like, I'm fucking, I don't know. Like, I'm right, I an mean, well, 80s if, kid, if, I just don't understand anything. Right, if I haven't me even
2: saying, on it yet. <laughs> if me saying alpaca fur makes a great menstrual pad, you know, will help <laughs> Your That's... headline, your your hashtags.
0: We're doing it. This is going, this is live. We're, this is. will be live. This is going on TikTok.
2: Alpaca hair. I mean, fur. I mean, it, it, let it grow for two seasons. You got to let it really get thick and then just pack it in the drawers and you'll be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to tell, I'm going to tell my wife this. I'm gonna go buy an alpaca.
2: Well, I mean, you get the alpaca first. Let it grow for two like, seasons. Surprise!
0: Hey, check it out. We're no longer spending money on this bullshit. We've spent enough right. money on this alpaca. We fed right. it the right amount of hair nutrition. <laughs> exactly. And this- I
2: mean, if you, I mean, if she if she <laughs> argues, you can actually go back to the Old Testament you'd be like, "Yo, you're supposed to stay outside anyway." Would you rather the alpaca fur or just go outside for your menstruation?
0: You're sleeping in the barn or the alpaca right. fur. That's it.
2: That's right. all you got. Right. Jesus Christ. Right.
0: This has gone into an awesome direction. <laughs> <laughs> I love, dude, I love talking to you guys. This is so much fun. Okay. So Yo, I told I'm,
2: you, that's why I'm, I may need to be edited. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this, this is where I go.
0: And I'm, I'm going to call Jreb back. You guys want to talk to j real quick?
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah,
0: like I figure I could put him on speakerphone for two seconds and just have him right. say what's
2: up
0: okay perfect all right cool so uh, J-Rab yeah what's up to Naval? <laughs> what's going on guys
1: how you been oh Good. been great how about you
2: great man I'm in Texas I hear you guys are spread out all over the the US like COVID <laughs> 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 yes sir that is a correct analogy right there <laughs> no man I miss you guys
5: yeah man oh man it, it's brother. good to hear
2: from you man been a long time yeah it's uh mm. i need to get all your numbers again i think i only have drew's <laughs>
1: uh-huh. mine, mine might have changed since then too i'll have to get get you the, the new one
2: we'll just give it to ryan and i'll get it from him. it sounds good we'll send you all out links brother Mine changed also. I'll just give mine to him and have him give it to you guys. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> so, before, before, like, when me and JRab talked this morning, and I was like, hey, uh, so I'm talking to Naval, like, do you want to, like, just jump in and come in as a surprise right. guest, like, in the middle of this? And then apparently that didn't work. So, like, when I, the link wasn't working for these guys either, J-Rab. So, is that what happened?
5: Yeah. It was on my end.
0: Yeah. Okay. No wrong. So that's why I figured I'd, I'd pull the phone out. I was like, eh, well, we'll surprise guests a little bit. Right. Awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm going to jump awesome. back into this and finish this off. I just <clears throat> wanted you to be able to have a, a chance to say what's up to everybody. Yeah,
4: yeah Good to
3: hear your hey, voice, man. Fan.
2: Great to hear. Good from talk me. to you, man. And, uh, get my number from Ryan and then just text me and I'll put you guys in and I'll get back with you. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Let's do it. Right on, brother. <laughs> All right. Rock on. Be safe. Yeah, you, you too. too.
0: So guys, um, before we go, I would, first of all, would you guys like to come back on again? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Hell you, man? I would like, I, I love to nerd me.
3: out on my guitar rig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff. That's the stuff we need to oh, do. Man. I need to do it on like a, uh, well, like, so since we have this span of time between us, we got to figure out something to where we can actually like nerd out. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it like, actually like have a have more than an hour conversation because I, I as soon as I'm done with this, I'm gonna go to bed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I've I've already gone to bed. Like, <laughs> back it's, it's really weird.
0: <laughs> it's like Stay some long. weird fucking dream. You know, like uh, talking <laughs> right, to people. Right, right. I actually. So I do this thing now where I like at, at lunchtime I go and I take a nap in the truck. I don't know, maybe it's 40. I don't know what it is. But like I love taking a nap in the truck. It's my favorite thing. I go to the truck, I turn on sports radio, and I fall asleep to whatever. And today I fell asleep and actually started dreaming and I started dreaming about people from work at work, like big bosses coming to my my plant that I work at and me like shaking their hand and getting ready and like when I got up all groggy and got out. I was like, oh crap, I gotta go. So and so's here and blah blah blah. And those motherfuckers weren't there. I just dreamt That's it. Right. Real. So. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't sleeping, man.
2: That ain't sleeping. It's I, and, <clears throat> in the day. And Mitch Mitch Hedberg, I don't know if you're familiar i, I with fuck Mitch yeah, Hedberg. I know.
0: I man, God rest his soul. So man. yeah.
2: So when when he said something about like uh you know went to sleep and had a dream about making a fucking like uh, what was it like a boy scout derby car with my landlord or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> you know, it's not sleeping and it, you wake up and you feel like you've done shit for yeah. the entire time you're sleeping and you're more tired and stressed out than when you went to sleep.
0: Absolutely. And
2: that is something that I, I, you're 40. Love you. I'm about to be 50. It doesn't get better. No, oh, good. Thanks. It,
4: it, it
2: happens. It happens more than you want it to, you know. And I will go to sleep, and I'll like feel like I'm good, you know, like I've had a good day, and I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna wake up feeling great, and then I'll have fucking dreams that I'm either working all night, or yeah. I'll ha- or I'll have the dream that my you know, wife thinks that I've cheated on her and, and like I've, I'm trying to explain myself all fucking night, you know, and it it just, they come out of fucking nowhere and they're unexplainable. (laughs) And you just wait till your wife wakes up and has the dream that you cheated on her. And you have to spend three fucking days explaining that it was just her dream yeah you know no, that i I'm already it,
0: it's already happened i already know oh, it happens. Wow. Wow. Uh, it's
2: fucking it's wild man and
0: and they're uh, mad at you for days and you yeah. didn't do anything nope
2: nope <laughs> and it no matter how many breakfasts or dinners you cook it it doesn't matter they have to just like will it off of their existence and <laughs> All you can do in the meantime is just apologize. Like, I'm sorry that I cheated in your dream. I'm sorry that I looked at your sister. You know, whatever it was that happened. So, you know, like, it. it okay, I'm the asshole. There's a,
0: there's a place here uh, where I live in Kingwood, Texas, and it's, it's a crawfish place. And, it, and they just started advertising. They got this big crawfish on the side of it, and it says, crawfish hotter than your wife's sister Wow! <laughs> uh, i haven't tried it yet but it, man, that's pretty good advertisement man that must be hot um yeah so, it's so delicious uh, it's delicious don't tell anybody <laughs> all right guys so you have new music that i i'm gonna sh- i've already shared one clip And then we're going to share at least one more at the end. And, uh, and you guys are going to come back on soon and we're going to talk more, but before I let you guys go, um, I ask this of everybody and, uh, answer in your own way. Have you ever seen a UFO? Have you ever seen a ghost? And do you know, Bigfoot?
1: Mm -hmm. I'd say no to Bigfoot. No to Bigfoot. I don't know Bigfoot. I feel like I see a UFO almost every night when I'm out looking at the sky in Los Angeles because there's so many fucking satellites and all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got any ghost stories or anything?
3: Uh, oh, I got a good, uh, yes, I do have a good ghost story. Okay. It's not, it's going to end differently. That's okay. So I was out on tour with a buddy of mine and uh, we stayed at, actually, it was the, um, when I worked at the music store, it was like we had the, there was the, the DR string rep that I talked to on the phone all the time. And we That's wound up your
0: strings right there. Sorry.
3: Yeah. Just
0: uh, <laughs>
3: so we stayed, we wound up, we've played up in New York and we wound up staying in his house. Like he, okay. he was willing to let us come stay at his house, but he wasn't there, but his roommates were there. And so they got us drunk and high and yeah. we partied. And so me and the singer for this group is, this is Will Thomas story. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: um, oh yeah. Okay. wound up
3: having to share a bed. <laughs> You know, so we wound up sleeping next to each other. So, so they told us that the house was haunted (laughs) and that like someone had previously hung themselves over the garage or something in the house. So, (laughs) apparently, in the middle of the night, I just laughed in my sleep. (laughs) <laughs> and scared the shit out of my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he just—he was like, "Oh my
4: god!"
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that—the like, closest thing to a ghost story I got.
0: Okay, right on, man.
2: <laughs> so I—I—I I, I can't honestly, um, you know, Bigfoot. <clears throat> I would love to see proof that uh, Bigfoot is still real. Right. I believe that I I believe that Bigfoot as a uh sort of weird ape human whatever. Like yeah, probably. Yeah, it happens at
0: some time, maybe. Yeah.
2: It probably was. But Mitch Edberg said he was blurry. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's why all that's why all the photographs (laughs) of him are blurry. Yeah. Is because he was just blurry. He's, know, an he's an interdimensional
0: being, man, he's barely here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so but uh the the ghost the ghost thing I I, I I don't know that I've had ghost experience or necessarily any alien experience, but I've definitely seen some shit in the horizon that did not look like it belonged in the horizon sure and i don't think that any reasonable person can explain away some of the shit that other people think that they've seen you know oh, yeah. if, if if i talk to you and you say that you saw something who am i to say you didn't see that sure you know what i'm saying and i've seen some shit that i can't describe by you know a metric or of a similarity that humans know, you know? Yeah, so 100%. N- what? what was it? Fuck if I know. Was it alien? Fuck if I know. Was it unexplained, unidentified? Absolutely. fucking There it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude, I like I think you know, if you watch all those true detective shows and stuff, and they go up to somebody who is a witness of a crime and they're like, Yeah, the, they're like the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> the people who saw something happen, they just everything's described differently. The guy was six foot two, he was really five foot two. You know, like there's right. always just bad evidence about stuff. And like, I know I've seen weird, I've seen a few weird things in the sky. I fucking don't know if they were aliens. It was probably drones. I don't know. Who knows what it was? Mm-hmm. I saw some you weird know- stuff. Uh 1997. I'm not going to go into the full story, but in 1997 I saw a, a, a light rise from the North and it looked like the sun and it was about midnight and it didn't come wow. down like a meteor. It went up and it lit up and it wasn't just me. It was me and my friend, Chad McKinney. And I remember we were walking through a cow field and smoking a cigarette and like, you know, being bad kids or whatever at midnight. And, <laughs> and, and, men, and men, in, <laughs> men in black had just come out or something. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that and i took off running and he was like what is that i was like it's fucking aliens let's go and we took off running <laughs> through this cow field stepping in shit the whole way and we finally he finally st- stops and you know was like or yeah yeah he finally stops again he's like no dude seriously like what is it i'm like i'm fucking telling you it's fucking aliens <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it could have been a meteor. It just looked weird. It came out, whatever. And then uh there's a Bigfoot story I have. I, I tell my listeners they've already fucking heard me spout this shit out, so I'll just give the short version. Me and my buddy John Paul were walking through the woods once, and something on the other side of a bayou, which is like a, a bigger river, or whatever you guys know, like. It, the, the sun was, or the sun, the moon was out and something like, looked like it pulled the trees back, the, like the bushes back and stepped out. Now I can't tell, it could have been a cow. There's, we were in a cow field and it could have just been moving it. And we saw things differently because it was far away. Again, it was blurry. No, no, no evidence of that. It was anything else, but you know, your, your mind at 17 is like, fuck, that's Bigfoot, you know? And yeah, right. That, And then I think I have one ghost story, but I also don't, I also think it was a dream. I slept on a friend's couch once, woke up and, you know, have you guys ever woken up and you're still kind of asleep, like right, just immediately woken up and you can still kind of see, see like, it's not, maybe not see your dream, but still see weird shit that's slowly fading
4: yeah yeah
0: like while you're as you're waking up so that was happening to me it was still dark and i looked down this hallway and it looked like something was walking down the hallway but it faded away and it faded away in that same way that when you've just freshly woken up from something that whatever your brain trying to fully wake up is is fading away so that i mean that could I don't have any defi- definitive evidence or of any-
2: in the exact Eli Roth way of like making you believe that something was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, dudes like that don't come up with shit on accident. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mugs that make ghost stories make it based upon their fucking they dive deep and they read about people's interactions yeah. and they, they look at the shit that has happened to folks and they're like, ah, like how do I make this even more realistic and scary is by making the scenes that more people talk about from either that interlucid state of waking up and actually putting that on film to where you're like what the fuck that's exactly what i saw you know what i'm saying it's like that that that's what makes scary and you know honestly i'm i I, i'm allergic to horror movies i i hate them (laughs) i fucking (laughs) i i don't watch them ever and honestly i will change the channel on a fucking trailer for a horror movie I've done to do that. Because (laughs) of the fucking as soon as I hear the fucking violins, I last or next or whatever. It's it's the the music on them is always the same and it always triggers that shit in me that's like I'm gonna fucking have nightmares tonight. (laughs) You know, I this is (laughs) this is how much of a pussy I am. I watch (laughs) my wife. I my wife. Like I'm, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. She's a a woman, and she's eight years younger than I am. So she read the Twilight novels.
0: Oh shit! Don't
2: judge. Don't judge. I'm don't not judge. judging. I, My wife did so. <laughs> so so when uh, the the movies came out, we watched the first one together. You know, and I was like, ah, this is fucking shit. You know. <laughs> This dude sparkles. I was going to say, the- sparkling <laughs> vampire motherfucker. That sparkly <laughs> vampire
0: piece of shit became Batman. I'm still pissed off dude, about that. I know. I don't so, think
2: that makes sense. so, but on to the next movie where the fucking, uh, you know, brown dude, I don't, I don't remember what he is. Like uh, the, the Indian guy that turned into a werewolf, right? Yeah. 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 So we got people that, all of a sudden like have fangs and then we got brown people that turn into fucking like gigantic ass dogs and i watched that one and i go to sleep that night and i have fucking nightmares <laughs> <laughs> Twilight. fucking fucking nightmares about vampires and werewolves <laughs> because my imagination is so much more powerful than whatever in the fuck else people are trying to feed me absolutely that that's all it took is like bro you said that you wouldn't do vampires and werewolves anymore and now we're gonna fuck you up (laughs) and i just fucking like it was over i woke up the next morning well (laughs) In the middle and of this the angle night, for like,
3: you, Pete Green, is perfect because you look like you're in the Blitter
2: Witch project right now. Oh bro. <laughs> oh. Because I'm out <laughs> on the deck like but that, wondering he,
1: who's coming out. You. Staring, but staring behind you,
2: behind you <laughs> No, no the shit. Eyes. There's <laughs> fucking like Jody from fucking Amityville horror. Dude. <laughs> but but no, it was like my my imagination is too powerful for horror movies. Because if Twilight part two can give me nightmares, what the fuck is the, you know, the modern horror movie gonna do to me? I don't even watch the yeah. fucking Walking Dead, man. I don't oh, watch yeah. commercials for that shit, you know? I, re-
1: I remember watching uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 at a birthday party when when I was in, like, the fourth grade, and I don't think I closed my eyes in the shower for, like, 15 years after that. <laughs> I would get soap in them all the time still keep them open it's just you
0: know oh yeah dude there is a uh, 15 years ago or so there was a thing called uh, a haunting in connecticut and it it oh the commercial i've never seen the movie the commercial opened up a phobia that i didn't know i had and i didn't really think i had phobias like maybe your usual ones like as you get older i don't know about you guys but as i've gotten older I've gotten was scared.
2: that the bed one the bed one I all she I remember, was in the, the, the bed and the fucking, like, she blew up?
0: No, I don't know, maybe, but, like, all I remember is that it was this one guy was getting, like, shit written all over his arms, and it looked real fucked up, uh, like bugs had been in his arms or something, and so there's this phobo- phobia called, like, tryptophobia or something like that, and it if you Google it, it's the fear of small circles. Now, I'm not afraid of small circles. I can look at a beehive. I can look at sponges. That <laughs> shit doesn't fuck me up. That's not, no big deal, but it's when you look at oh i'm starting to itch just thinking about yeah, it well, <laughs> like the uh when you look at it and it's in someone's skin like insects have injected themselves into your skin and it's almost oh, like a, yeah, a colony yeah. or something and so like it makes for whatever reason when i think about it my head starts itching uh,
2: yeah <laughs> and i don't know yeah, what no bueno of,
0: i don't know what kind of phobia that is but how did i get all fucked up
2: <laughs> what is that what is that wally <laughs> not metal not at
0: all, <laughs> dude. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate your time. I want to have you guys back right. on. I'd love to have you on for a bigger, longer conversation because obviously we could talk yeah. all fucking absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm gonna put links to everything naval and the guys if you want me to, uh, in the description below. Uh, and yeah, check out their new tunes. When can you uh, expect, besides the three that you've released, uh, more?
2: Uh, we,
3: uh we're, we're, we're knee deep we're in them at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. working we're deep on deep in
1: it. Yeah, we're deep in it. Okay, I so at some point, But we'll keep sprinkling out, you know, singles as we go, just to keep keep people. Got
2: You know, gotta get gotta get the drums laid down acoustically first, and uh, that's that's the 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 first step and the biggest hurdle. Okay, is because before we get the drums laid down, we got to get the arrangements right. And uh, through text message and, you know, everything else that we've been working through, um, making sure that the actual from, you know, top to bottom is what we want so that I can go in and play the track along with the stem tracks to a click and make sure that we've got the good foundation that we're going to be happy with at the end. Yeah, we've absolutely. done we've done a, a a lot of these songs so far and uh the the ones that we want to do we're still in the stages of dissecting and paring down to make sure that they're you know a good songs but b not you know six minute songs because they've got so many parts you know yeah yeah. so yeah. It, it's just making sure that uh, you know we we got the basis for what is going to be a naval track which you know uh, things have changed man we've we've changed the way that um, we we're exploring new sounds on this record from the uh, record that we did back in, I think 2007. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be a different thing. There's going to be some similarities, but at the same time, we're not we're not we the same. Dudes the, the same so yeah, and and we don't have the confines of we're trying to play this live to sell this record. You know we're right? Who yeah. who cares if we have three guitar tracks? Who cares if we've got you know, uh, uh, you know, loops in the drum tracks and yeah. so we're we're doing we're doing shit that we didn't do before because we're not trying to replicate it on a stage right now. You know, we yeah. we have no. I'm 50 years old, sitting at home in Charlottesville, and all I've got to do is go to the studio for you know a, a eight hour session and lay down three drum tracks. Okay, cool. Fuck, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, and I'm. I don't. I don't care if I have to go in and do overdubs or if we want some different sounding shit that takes eight hands to do. May yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, just you get big, Get that. What is big? Fucking drums still a thing? BFGs Like you just fucking put in Neil Pert's kit and just be man, whatever. Everything sounds great
2: now. <laughs> Dude, I, I, exactly. I, I've tuned. I've tuned my drums so low that at this point, you know, they all sound like bass drums. And that's just (laughs) wonderful. There's a section in the song that Wally wrote that is the the bridge section. um, And it's a song that's coming up being mixed and mastered now that there's just so many just cannon shots going off that I, I listen to it on the headphones and I'm like, Oh my God, this is like <laughs> this is like four fucking pirate ships going into battle. Just and that is to me the BFG. It's just shit it. sounding so big that it almost uh you know makes makes you sick in your stomach if you drank too many beers, like your shit wants to foam.
4: Yeah.
2: You know?
0: Yeah. <interdisciplinary> <laughs> I had a I'm gonna end it with this. but because you're talking about stuff like that. I had a, a guy named Mark Ollie. He's an archaeologist, but he's also a drummer. He lives over in the UK. He's a drummer for a band called Copper Worm. He's written several books, but I had him on the show and I was telling him about the Stabbing Westward show I had just gone and seen. During that show, the lead singer was kind of like eyeballing the drum kit. And the drum kit was a hybrid, right? So he had electronic pads in there and he was trying to figure out where the drummer that night had put the bass drop. And he finally figured it out by when they he knew that this one song at the very end, they were going to hit the
4: boom
0: at the very end. So he's singing his last note. And instead of screaming at the crowd, he like literally turns around and looks at the drummer and sees which one he hits. And then now he knows. So for the rest of the night, he obnoxiously grabbed a drumstick and would just constantly walk over there in the middle of the song and just fucking hit the bass. Oh, awesome. hit, the,
2: hit that 808 sample. Yeah. And it just... I love it, it. It,
0: And the Mark Ollie guy, he was like, "Well, you know, in like the '70s and early '80s, he was like, when they were trying to figure all this out, it's like if they had a certain DB, it made everyone in the front row shit themselves." (laughs) The brown note. The brown note. It was the brown note.
1: (laughs) Like that's fucking. I love prank stuff like that that happens on in shows. Like, it's just a
0: lot of fun, dude. You know, that's why that's why (laughs) playing music is so much fun. You get to have a lot of fun. You get to be yourself. You get to literally express yourself to everyone and just have a great time and work through stuff when you're writing the tunes yeah Yeah. we did a gig
1: we did a gig with the power man 5000 yeah and they were
2: i didn't even remember that
1: backstage (laughs) the the backstage area and it was at jacks it was upstairs i don't know if you remember that so if you're backstage you can look down on the stage and watch the show so they're up there while we're playing and they're they're flicking us off, and they're they like they put porn on their their computer and like showing us, and they're like ah, like that the whole the, like the whole time we're playing, just trying to fuck us up. It was freaking hilarious. That's awesome, <laughs> dude! What a great story. <laughs> yeah, it was freaking great. Well, the, the crazy we, thing like, is, we're like we're like in the middle of a song, looking at each other, like what the fuck is going on? Because they just kept doing it. They did not stop the whole like fifty minute set.
2: <laughs> I I and I'm you. And that like, I, I, I don't remember so yeah. much of this shit because, well, I mean, many reasons, uh, there, there is a lot of, uh, you know, potential marijuana, but <clears throat> inside <Potential. clears throat> that, um, I was already a father when we started, well, soon after we started. And a lot of these shows that we played, I would drive to and I would set up and I would play. And as soon as we were done, I would have to drive straight home so that I could get to work the next morning. Uh, And there were few, not not few, few, but, you know, a lot of the shows that we played. The, Drew and Wally would stay and do the merch and and meet people and do the networking and everything else, and I was already on the way home, right? Because yeah. I had to work, you know, a nine to. Well, I actually had to work Monday through Saturday in those days, and uh, it was not the type of job that you could readily take off, you know. So it was normal for us if we played a Thursday Friday Saturday for me to work
0: right. that
2: Thursday Friday and Saturday right. yeah, yeah you know and and That's I'd have to I'm like at... drive and meet them places you know it was uh and Wally Wally worked in the same shopping center that I did and mm-hmm. he rarely had to miss work himself so it was a lot there of you're... times that we went to work at you know, nine o'clock on a, you know, whatever morning that we didn't get in until six the morning before. <laughs> yeah. You know, so didn't we, didn't we come so back it, from
1: CBGBs? From oh dude, we drove from CBGBs home to to work. Right? Oh my god, it's like six hours, seven after hour drive. A
2: dude's fucking <laughs> van get hitched in thirty seconds. Dude, the the New mm. York City tow. Dude, they they came up. And I mean it it was like even their tow trucks are blacked out. Like you don't even know what they look (laughs) like. They they fucking pulled up, backed up, hitched, and were gone within like 20 seconds. And we were like, yo, dude, isn't that your van? Weren't you just loading your gear into that van? (laughs) Like it was wild. You can't and Wally was Wally was like, Let's get the fuck out of here. Like (laughs) who cares about whose van that was? And then we had to wait so long to get in the tunnel we get on our way back home we stop at a gas station we get fucking moldy ass hot pockets and hit a hotel room and then next thing you know <laughs> we're at fucking work yeah it's terrifying
1: like, ah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Eight more dude you guys have go. you guys have been fucking awesome i want to do this again i want to do this again yeah. really soon
2: because this oh, is absolutely amazing. let's is do it like blast. yeah um let's do it Let's everybody,
0: this has been naval and naval on the 13 podcast uh you can check out all their stuff in the links below and they'll be back on soon and we're gonna have some more crazy stuff and they got new music coming out and it's gonna be fucking awesome you guys thank you so much for coming on stick around for a second after i hit the stop record button and we'll talk some more
2: i right, appreciate
0: you later everybody thank
2: you